Times are wasted. Welcome to another episode of Alishi, the Future of Work, a guide podcast, B2B jam session. I'm incredibly excited because I have a phenomenal friend, brilliant leader, entrepreneur, and guest on today. He is one of the co-authors on an amazing book that has just recently been released, I believe, that he's going to be diving deep and talking more about called Time Off. And I'll share a little bit about the book really quickly. Co-authors Max and John have both spent their time working in software startups where many are worshiping the mantras that so are so per- pervasive in our current working culture. Max got his PhD in quantum physics. He's not going to be joining us today. But one of the co-authors, John Fitch, the man himself, who is a startup coach and entrepreneur and former product leader, he's going to be sharing a little bit more about the Time Off book, his background and story, and also how can we all create that time off in our work and in the future that is being built around the workplace culture due to COVID-19 and that we're co-creating right now. So I'm really excited to talk to him. Now, if you're tuning in, I want to show you love. If you're tuning in right now from Austin, from Oakland, from the Bay Area, wherever you're tuning in, please let us know in the comments. We want to give you some love. We want to recognize you, acknowledge you, and let you know that your presence is felt here with us on the show today. John and I are actually Austin natives, so we're probably going to like talk a little bit about Austin. <laughs> I want you to love Austin. So if you're tuning in from Austin, please show us some love. With that said, let me bring on John to the show. Hey, buddy. Tim, first of all, <laughs> you have the most contagious smile that I've <laughs> I've ever interacted with. Thank you. Thanks for, for that. Like I, I, I would be upset if I ever saw an avatar of you online that didn't have you smiling. So I'm like, <laughs> that's not him. That's not him. Thank you so much, man. I really appreciate that, man. Thank you so much, man. I always appreciate when I get positive compliments from positive people, man. Well, positivity is contagious, and thanks for it spreading it. Thank you, man. Thanks for Thank spreading it. That's Thank the one you. thing we need to be contagious. You know, this COVID nineteen we have to figure out, but <laughs> happiness, happiness, and good smiles. Let's let's let it spread. I love that. I love that, John. Man, I would love for you to share because you're actually currently tuning in from the West Coast. Usually you, you'd be in Austin right now, but you're tuning in from the West Coast because you're actually taking some time off yourself due to COVID-19, right? Tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah. So I'm currently out in Northern California. Normally I'm scorching in Texas at the moment. Yeah. And after shipping the book, Time Off, um, I had to make sure I'm not a hypocrite. Yeah. And <laughs> uh, I'm using the time to, to work on uh, the next book as well as a, a, new, a new venture Wow. Uh, business-wise, and decided that normally I would travel to to Europe and kind of go on a sabbatical and submerse myself in a new culture, which is always great for inspiration. But that's not in the cards. So decided, you know what? There's so much to see in the U.S. and it's been a long time since I've just road tripped and camped. And so now I'm in in your neck of the woods, uh, which is nice. You know, it's, it's real nice to to be outside and. Uh, my friends from California are like, man, it's hot outside right now. It's 85. <laughs> and I'm like, man, this is perfect weather compared to it's Texas. And you, you, you know, you know. Yeah, no, dude. Texas is super humid. Thankfully, I'm happy I, I don't live there anymore. But, you know, we're really thankful to have you on our, our guide live podcast today, man. And, you know, mm-hmm. I'm really excited to dive deep with you about what inspired the Time Off book. But even before we get on the book, you know, let's go back to, you know, John and his history, his story. And really, you know, how long have you been doing the work that you do in, in startups and, and, and entrepreneurship, man? Mm. 
we probably started about the same time when I when I was a, a sophomore in college. The iPhone came out. Steve Jobs stood on the stage, <laughs> put 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 out this device, and and my my life changed in that moment. And it, it was less about the hardware, mm. and it was more about the about the app store. Realizing mm. that what an incredible marketplace for makers, and and so I, in a very naive way, dove in and started uh, designing and building apps, and have been in the industry since. And I usually had a good habit of thinking for myself when it came to product work, when it came to expressing mm. creativity, but I was overly dogmatic with how I worked. I only believed that the way to be successful was by working more. Mm. And um, I've since then been studying the art of work smarter, not harder. And mm. that led to the the time off project. And I'm a type A person. I still love shipping. You and I talk about making and maker culture. Yeah. It's super important. But 50% of the creative process involves detaching. Wow. Where we, we allow our subconscious and other aspects of our amazing computer up here to, to, to work on things differently. And uh, the, the, the creative process, as we document, um, and, and we curated it on some old research that we thought deserved to be dusted off again. Uh, the creative process has four phases. First, you have preparation. So think about you're getting ready for the work, yeah. you're organizing, you're strategizing, you're workshopping, prototyping. Then you have incubation and illumination. Mm. And then finally, verification. Mm. The, fir the first one I mentioned, preparation. And the last one, verification, that's work, that's time on, that's shipping, that's doing, that's making, that's coordinating. Yeah. Incubation and illumination only occurs when we detach. Wow. So when you're cooking a meal or you're on a walk or maybe you're, you're making music, whatever your hobby is, it's not just an escape from work. It actually is adding to your work because in that moment of detachment, you're connecting new dots. There's part of the way our neurological system works that even though it doesn't feel like we're working on the task by mm. going off and doing something else in our time off actually allows us to incubate. Yeah. So it sits there and marinates, right? Your idea, your concept. And then we all know that infamous aha moment, that light bulb moment that is thanks to time off. And so we wanted to put a book together that had people um, feeling proud of their mm. time off practices instead of feeling guilty because we have a, a long overdue to change mindset around us pretending we're machines. And in the future of work, machines are going to be machines and handle a lot of the mundane, whereas yeah. us humans get to be messy again and creative <laughs> and playful. Yeah, no, I love that so much, man. And I love how you just walked us through this process of how really the creative process works. And I've never personally even actually heard it said like that and you know we're we're both creatives you know i want you to touch a little bit and i want to show love to the people who are currently tuning in right now yeah, shout yeah. out to julia taos who's tuning in 50 percent of the creative process involves detaching loving this shout out to julia from philadelphia julia much love to you we appreciate you, you. shout out to jason who's saying spread out the happiness thank you so much jason let us know where you're tuning in from by the way so we got all the way in Bangladesh. Bangladesh. Oh, wow. Even yeah. better. Yeah. yeah. Sarita is tuning in from Dallas, Texas. D-Town. What's up, Texas? Texas? Yeah. What's up, Texas? Walter is tuning in from New Jersey. 
New Jersey. How, right. are th- how are things in New Jersey, Walter? <laughs> let us know. I haven't talked to anyone in New Jersey during COVID-19. So let us know how things so, are for you, my friend. So, so real quick, a question for Tim and all of the guests right now. I'm just curious. What would you consider your most quality time off? Talk to me about your hobbies, the things you do outside of working on guide. I'm just yeah. curious of what that looks like for you. And also, if you're listening, share in the chat what you consider your your quality time off practices. Because to me, this book is, isn't about teaching you anything new. It's about reminding you of the good stuff you already have. I love that, John. Yeah, let us know what, what you all are thinking. And I'll go first. So please, I, I'm, I'm so happy you asked that, John, because for me, I have to say learning, even though when I'm not working on God, I'm always learning. So I, I have a ton of books. Like I'm always, mm. I'm always, I, I'm really big on digesting and absorbing information mm-hmm. so I can co-create more information, right? <laughs> so I can co-create something and synthesize things. So for me, with a part of my creative, creative process, my incubation process actually involves listening and learning, having conversations, right? And it actually allows me to be a better creative. Mm. I would love y'all's thoughts. Chelsea? Yeah. What are some, what are some hobbies or some time People are probably practices? like typing right now, like, oh my yeah. God. Like, <laughs> I have ideas to share with John and Tim. Well, while we wait for responses, I'll talk about like, my one of my top ones is um cooking Ooh. like cooking cooking a meal for a group of people to me i've never seen people mm. put their guard up when there's food involved yep. the moment you bring out some snacks or a quality meal it's like people take off their mask and they're and they're real yeah. you know they they and, and you and i can disagree on a topic but over a dinner table we're able to talk about it in a more civil way and uh, based on the state of the times, that's something I just keep thinking about is like, I'm excited for when we return back to breaking bread more often so that we can realize our, our connection. But that's one of my practices. I, I detach from, from my work and some of my best ideas are when I'm sitting there stirring up a stir fry <laughs> and I'm like, up a stir fry. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And so, oh, so, it. so to, to get rid of my guilt, yeah. um, let's, you, you said reading, Right. Mm-hmm. Like reading is one of your time off practices. Yeah. Mine's cooking. Someone listening, maybe yoga or hiking. What I've learned to say that helps me not feel guilty about time off is is to add four epiphanies at the end of your practice. So mm-hmm. you would be like, um, yeah, when I step away from work and I read, I'm reading for epiphanies. I'm wow. cooking for epiphanies. And and looks like Stella as well says uh, cooking and, uh, and Sarita as well hosting um, hosting dinners with recipes yeah. yeah 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 i missed that too shout out to sarita y'all should connect john and sarita it seems like yeah. y'all both love cooking you too stella y'all should y'all should cook us all a meal hey and <laughs> hey and, and tim we're in texas so you you, you know those plates are going to be hefty yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right we're, yeah oh we're overeating in a texas. Good texas meal man i yeah. miss a good texas meal shout out to sarita who also said reading and listening to related materials such as Human behavior, Harvard's mm. business review case studies with you on that. Sarita, I am feeling you. We probably read the same books, Sarita. We probably read mm. the same books. So Stella's also saying listening to good informative podcasts has been a joy. Stella, let us know what is your favorite podcast? What's a podcast that we all need to be listening to right now that we are asleep on? Let us know. John, I want to dive deep back on you know your book and, and kind of the creative process that went into the book. Because a lot of people don't know about the creative process that went into the book. I want you to share that with us a little bit. Sure. Great question. 
So this was, we've been working on this book for about two years. And yeah. What's interesting is my co-author and our illustrator, Maria, they both live in Tokyo. I've never met them in the flesh. Wow. So it's kind of weird and odd that what I, us putting this book together uh, was actually great practice for the state of the world right now, right? Everyone's now in distributed work, remote work. And um, I just think it's amazing that we produced this artifact that I'm so proud of. Um, it's a real vulnerable thing, you know, to ship a product or to ship a book. And, and we're very proud of this book. And I, I find it positive mm-hmm. as a signal for all of us that I literally have never met my, my partners in this book. And it's no like light project. It was a big project. And we did it across the world from each other. And that's if you have the right mindset with these tools we have access to. You don't like I like to ask myself, who's who's my next collaborator that woke up in an entirely different continent that I've yet to meet and create with because we live in that reality now. And so it was amazing to put this book together and the the in chapters about the future of work, which I'm excited to jam uh, with you on, given given your all things, Mr. Future of Work. Yeah. But to me, it's just a great signal that we can approach these projects in a more asynchronous way. Mm. Um, because each one of us was able to do our best work without feeling that, that, that pressure that I needed to perform at a certain time because my partners in the, in the book, Maria and Max, literally I would go, I would go to sleep and they would wake up and they would, they would carry on with the project. And so our lean team was able to, in a way, operate almost 24 seven, but none of us being burned out. Uh, So I, I thought that, it was an amazing process. And the last thing I'll say, and I know you're all about this and you, and you share such beautiful wisdom on, on LinkedIn and other platforms about the importance of just prototyping yep. and, and, and making something in co-creation and co-innovation. And the greatest choice that we made was I was sitting there for months spinning my wheels asking, how am I going to make a book? I don't know what to do. I know how to make software. I don't know how to make a book. And so I defaulted to what I know from software, which is prototype often and share early. Yep. And so we, <laughs> yeah. And so we, we, we started literally with a table of content saying, hey, here's this book about time off. It's all about the importance of having a rest ethic. We, wanna, we want it to be science back. We want it to be filled with stories. Here's our concept of a table of contents. We shared that with several hundred people. Some of them are like, that's stupid. That's stupid. Oh, but that, that chapter is that's that's interesting. Tell that's us fire. more. <laughs> yeah, that's fire. <laughs> and so and so, literally through many processes of that, um, it a the feedback is is helpful to not only make you a better a, a better book in our case, but a better product. But what I want to preach is that it takes away the resistance we have as creators that self doubt that's there. Yeah. Every time I shared a a new piece of progress of the book. I felt that 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 inner enemy that I have inside of me that wants me not to ship, that wants me to to wait until tomorrow, that makes me that's like I'm not good enough. Every time I shared it, that voice got quieter and quieter. And so um, to me, the creative process, the sooner you have a proof of concept, um, I like I like to say demonstrate. Don't make it about words. Demonstrate something because people are going to react to it. And in a way, you get to be a lazy entrepreneur because people decide your roadmap for you. 
Yeah. You don't have to sit there and come yeah. up come up with all of it yourself. Yeah, they'll they'll give you their ideas on how they see it and you know yeah. how they how they embody it. It's so powerful because I think the same thing applies to software as a service and building any venture too. You're always co-creating with customers. And you know, I think people think it only applies to software, but as you just mentioned, it applies to any creative process, whether you're writing a book, you're building a service-based business, or you're just starting a new venture with a friend, right? It's it's applicable across the stream. Mm-hmm. So I, I want to get your reactions to this. You look at the future of work through so many different lenses. We, we looked at it through the lens of in the future of work, humans will be more human because that's yeah. and my co-author is a, a thought leader and pioneer in an area of artificial intelligence called deep learning. Yeah. That is truly being leveraged now to automate uh, as we see it a lot of the mundane and you could either be scared by that or you could be like wait these machines they're an opportunity for us to get back to our humanity to get back to empathy creativity strategy leisure yeah so i would love your thoughts on in the future of work what does leisure look like instead of a, a instead of a nice to have? Is it more of a, a strategy, more of a skill set? Would love would love your thoughts since you think about the future of work yeah, as man, much no. oh, more than I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you know we're obsessed about it here. So you know, let me show love to Richard. Shout out to my boy Richard who is in the house. Richard is one of the best salesmen in the world. If you are not following this guy, please follow him. Shout out to Richard Moore. Shout out to Stella, who say ultimately people buy into people first before anything else. Stella, I appreciate that. And you are speaking the truth. Stella is also saying validation can be a fear to action. Don't validate, co-create, right? <laughs> Shout out to you, Stella. And Stella is also saying, sounds like you had a lot of synergy with your partner, John, which is really, really positive. You always need synergy in projects. So that's really, really good. So Shalika is listening to the podcast and learning something new every day about herself. Shalika, we appreciate you. You're one of our top listeners, and we thank you for always listening. We have amazing guests and creators such as Sean. Cooking, and she's also actually currently, so I think one of her favorite things to do that is a part of her incubation process, John, is cooking and doing hair, which love I it. think is, is, is amazing. I love that. <laughs> So yeah, well, and and I was just gonna say in those practices, it's yes, it's it's uh, time away from work, but I have this this provocative belief that our most important work happens outside of work, given what we talked about earlier in the ideation process, illumination and incubation, or to flip the order, incubation, which leads to illumination. We are now in a world where it's a knowledge economy. It's a creative economy. And so if you're not illuminating, you're not doing anything interesting. And so, look, I'm not here to say that everyone's going to have the same time off model. But depending on your season and your phase of life, the, the things that make you the most calm, the most playful. I know everyone listening is already doing it what we're all about in the book is to, to do more of it and intentionally and in our subtitle, you and I talked about this on our awesome exploratory call. We have a lot of books out there about work ethic. We wrote a book about rest ethic, keyword ethic, intention, discipline. You have to protect it as a leader. You have to enable it and empower it. 
because there's so much unbelievable potential to be unlocked in in our realms of time off. Yeah, but let's talk. Rich. Let's talk about it. Oh yeah, what's what? Rich yeah, yeah they're feeling it. They're feeling you, John. But you you asked you asked me a question, right? What? How do I see leisure happening in the in the future of work? In future work, yeah. yeah. And before I even answer it once again, if you are loving this episode with John Fitch, the man, the, Mr. Time Off, please share it with your network. Tag John if you're learning something. Tag John and I if you're learning something on LinkedIn. Share with your networks. We really appreciate it. And more importantly, we're gonna show you love and boost your post and share with art networks as well so thank you so much for tuning in and showing support to john and i for this episode but yeah john, i think for me when i think about the future of work and the future that we're actively building because i think often when people talk about the future of work and even with covid they they make it seem as if we've arrived and we haven't arrived yet i think we're still co-creating this future and, and I, I don't think there's really an ending point there's no destination it's a matter of what do we collectively as a society see, see where we're going and for me, I think leisure is actually going to be a matter of we're going to be able to create the workforce structure where people sp spend more time doing the things that matter, taking care of family, right, being a part of their local communities. And I think we're, we're, we're kind of at the cusp of it. So I think we're moving. I think there's, a, there's currently an infusion between the creator economy and actually what's happening in the workforce right now, right? So the fact that you, John, can create a book with a team of two that you've never met before, completely distributed. That's like a that's the creator economy, and that's the passion economy. So some some have called it as well. But then meld that over with work, right? You were working this entire time, but you were working at your leisure, and at the time that was best for you, and you could still focus on your family and the things that that you that you care about. That's mm -hmm. the future. Mm -hmm. Like you're living mm -hmm. it, right? So I, I often advocate that that's the future that we're building. And I think people are just now waking up to it. Wow. So on that, on that note, I think it was, um, is it, I'm, I'm not familiar with how it's, I, I, in college, I had a friend who spelled his name the same. Is it Saad? Saad, yeah. I yeah, hope I so, think it's Saad. It's Saad, it's Saad, it's Saad. It's not Saad. Saad. Yeah, I hope, <laughs> um, Shout so, to Saad the man. Saad yeah, is the man. We're, we're really great friends. Shout to you, Saad. Okay, Sod. great. You, yeah, so Saad had a great question um, in the micro. Love that you brought this question up. So yeah. one of our missions, one of our qualitative goals with the book was to expand the definition of time off. Mm. Pr prior to our book, when I said the words time off, people just defaulted to thinking vacation. Yes, but I'm going to improv and say, yes, and it's much more. And so a rest ethic should be made up of not only your more macro versions of time off, like a personal offsite, mini sabbatical or vacation, but Saad said it perfectly, micro practices. And my favorite one, and we have a dozen or more deep dives in the book on the different vectors of having a rest ethic of time mm. off. And one of them that no matter what your position is, no matter where you are um, role-wise or in an organization or stage of your life, my favorite chapter on the micro is reflection. Mm. And whether that's a five-minute journal practice or a two-hour meditation practice, you know, everyone's got their own method. But it's when you get to ask yourself really great questions and really great questions initiate meaningful change. And literally I looked this up. I'm, I'm a geek for all things words and question because of I O N at the end, it's to initiate a quest. 
And mm. so when we sit and ask hard questions, we initiate a new quest. And one of my go-tos on a weekly basis is, is all my hard work actually working? Because I'm guilty of it myself of just getting lost in do, 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 do. And quality of input equals quality of output versus mm. sometimes I'm, I'm guilty of, I think quantity of input equals quality of output. And those hard questions allow me to reconfigure, redesign the way I'm doing things because um, the universe has changed. And, mm. and through, refle through reflection, I think we, we, we learn to kind of surf those waves better. I mean, think about it. Uh, a surfer, when, when he or she is out, you sit there in a reflective moment. You're not just trying to catch every wave. You sit and wait <laughs> for the right wave. Because yeah, every wave you know? is kind of bumpy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you can't do every wave. You gotta catch. You gotta catch the right wave. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and I mean, I feel like you don't even need me on on this on this beautiful interview because those tuning in are connecting the dots. And it is about reflection, evaluation. And as Stella said. To, to unlearn and relearn, which is, I think, the real important meta skill of tomorrow and the future of work mm. is how to learn, yeah. right? Yeah. How to actually learn. And if you're not unlearning, you're not introducing opportunity for, for learning something new. And thanks to Moore's Law and a bunch of other technological breakthroughs, um, we get to, to, to redefine ourselves at a pretty high frequency, which I think is exciting if you've got that as you've mentioned that growth mindset that change friendly uh, mindset mm. look i like to think about it as this simple stress is contagious and so is calm and time off and hopefully all of us listening that that have influence that are that are leaders in our own domains i just hope for a calmer future because when we're in a calm state of mind we have more creativity, we make better decisions, and uh, we're kinder to each other. Um, whereas if I'm, if I'm not respecting my rest ethic and I'm not recharging and getting new perspective, I'm not showing up my best self. And as leaders, I think that's our one role. Mm. Mm. That's powerful, man. Spoken like a true sensei. <laughs> <laughs> Spoken I'm like a true dojo. sensei. So Tabana is saying, I am up for great content. Also, Tabana is loving wow. this amazing content that we are putting out. Shout out to John, who is John Fitch, who is a guide creator himself. He's always creating amazing things. Thank you so much, John. Stella is saying, time off means a better me to be better for others as well. Woo-wee! How do you feel about that, John? So I think it uncovers one of our greatest challenges of, of, of modern time is defining what we want, what you want versus what quote society wants for, for us. You know, I look at, um, I remember in college, I, I took a course at UT shout out Texas Longhorns. Yeah. <laughs> we were both on the 40 acres, but I remember this breakthrough moment um, where I read a book called Manufactured Consent, which was all about uh, the media empires and the powers mm. that they have. And I think investing in a better you mm. does allow you to show up better for others because you then take on the responsibility of the only thing we should have responsibility for, which is ourselves, our actions, our, our mindset. 
and by and by showing up in that sort of ever self-improving way you you show versus tell mm. other people around you i know i know my greatest inspirations the greatest leaders that i've observed literally i've observed they didn't they didn't overly preach to me or yeah. you know force me down a particular pathway talk about real senseis is yeah. and i a guide on the side you know you know, <laughs> about, about, you know like my, my mother who's who spent her entire career in education she said a real teacher is a guide on the side not not a sage on a stage and i i think in the future of work we as society as members as civil members um we can all be guides on the side for each other um and slowly or hopefully quickly dismantle some of the the unfortunate uh, disingenuous power of a lot of the sage on the stage which we see not only in our political realms but also in in the mass media right they're they're, they're more of the mindset of the sage on the stage whereas individually from this like bottoms up i mean this morning i was jamming i think it was a bob marley song yeah. called uh, a small axe mm-hmm. um and the chorus is like um like the establishment is a big tree but as people we're a small axe ready to chop you down and and i think that's the power of where we are now and where we're going is we we started to democratize more and more uh, so thank you for hosting conversations like this i think we are we are all our greatest teachers first yeah. and foremost with ourselves bringing it back to, to Stella's comment and then ultimately uh, others observing us do our inner work inspires them to do their own. And then we all win. Yeah, no, I love that, man. I love that. Such a poignant point. So shout out to Sarita. Who's really feeling what you're saying. Shout out to Sarita. You better get that time off book. Sarita It's in stores. <laughs> it's out. It's out. Sarita also asked, I want to show love to Sarita's question is how do you suggest planning time off to be intentional I think this is a big one, too, and I would love your thoughts on this. She's found that there's a high chance of becoming distracted with learning new methods and having a great time with online group-based learning. But she finds herself asking, now, where do I apply this? Mm. Mm-hmm. So when I think about I, – I, I mentioned this this word earlier. Um, there's two practices. In the book, after every profile, we have about 40 profiles of – prolific creators and leaders throughout history who led through a time off mindset. Mm. Anyway, at the end of each deep dive in each profile, we have a little micro uh, tip on like, here's how you can start embodying this form of time off in your own way. And there's two that have had a profound impact on me. Uh, One is called a tech Shabbat, which takes inspiration from the Jewish tradition of of a Shabbat. Uh, but given the word tech Shabbat, which comes from an uh, amazing filmmaker named Tiffany Schlein, and from Friday night until Sunday morning, I go without screens. I work in software. We're, we're all online more now. But detaching, having that time off from those machines allows me to get to some inner stillness. And in a way, I'm like a kid again. You know, when we were kids, we would get on bicycles and be gone all day, no devices, no Google calendars. It was amazing how we like still coordinated without those tools. But in those moments, like time slows down and you get to, you get to work a bit on, on that inner work. So that's one recommendation I have is just detaching from the screens. Even if it's two hours, Um, 
you get to a point of inner stillness, which leads to, to clarity. And then the second practice that has had a profound impact on me is uh, what we call, and it comes from the book Essentialism, a, mm. a personal a personal offsite. So we see this in business culture. We'll want to change things up as a leadership team, a product team, design team, what have you. We do offsite. Yeah, let's go do an offsite. Well, what happens when you do it to yourself? When mm. you just go with yourself to some new environment to do nothing more than to just be in a reflective mindset and why that's important um, is great. You do the online group based learning. Let's say you're on the guide app and you're in your <laughs> there. You still need to detach. And in the book we talk about um, everyone talks about the 10,000 hour rule, right? Mm. To be a master of anything. Well, do you think what, that's true by the way? I actually well, am not but, a believer in that. Okay. Okay. Let's, let's, let's talk about that. I'm, I'm not a fan of how they framed it because, because what they leave out is that let's say you're, you're mastering the violin, right? Okay, great. You spend 10, 10,000 hours literally on the bow on the strings. What they leave out is that equals 40 to 50,000 hours of rest mm. because in the detachment is when the muscle memory is happening is when the creativity is happening. And so for me, yes, you gotta, you gotta still put in the work, but you have to detach so that you can ask yourself what about that work is solid, is meaningful, mm. is useful. And so in, in our hobbies, in our learning opportunities, if you have to step away to ask yourself what's actually worth keeping, what's actually worth using, but let's, let, let's debunk the 10,000 hours. Yeah, no, I think you, you mentioned it. The framing is, I think, is something off. Also, the fact is, I think the beginner having a mindset of the beginner's mind is not applied to the 10,000 hours rule because mm -hmm. it's, it's, I think, one of the things that I've, I've read in other books I've read about the 10 hours thing is that it's also about the feedback you're getting, but also realizing that, you know, you, uh, mastery is one of such a very subjective construct. There's like, there's no, like, to be really the best masters are the most curious. <laughs> they're always learning right so objectively you know you can you it's really hard to say you need ten thousand hours ten thousand hours to be a master of something because really if you even think about the greatest companies that ever existed bill gates wasn't necessarily a master at building the world-class brand before building a world-class world-class brand he learned and for over 40 years microsoft became one of the greatest companies in the world is that mastery or is it more so this curiosity and this Zen mindset, right? I, I love I love this concept of yeah. of a formula that just came to me or equation maybe. I guess a formula where <laughs> curiosity mm. leads to creativity. Mm. And creativity is what leads to ultimately doing something interesting. And to bring it back full circle to the beginning of our discussion big part of the creative process is time off and whatever that looks like for you. Because in those, because think about it, when you step away from the work, you get exposed to something else and that something else allows you to be curious. And when you're curious, you open up incubation hmm. and then we get the light bulb moment and then yeah. you get back to work. But the question is what, what light bulb are you working on? And to your point, um, if you're, so in the, Man, you, you, I could talk to you for like six hours. <laughs> but um, what we say is why time off is going to be important in the future of work. And you'll love this. Please, please run with this. Remix it however you see fit. 
we come, we are, we're coming out of an age where everyone was expected to be more of like a uh, classical music musician, mm. right? Specialized master of the violin, master of the saxophone, what have you. Whereas the reality of the future of work and the state of the world that we live in now is we all become more jazz improv musicians. And so you're right, Bill Gates and some of these other people you mentioned, they're more jazz musicians. It's about being able to flow with what comes. Um, and so I think- I, I've called this the post-COVID renaissance. Dang. <laughs> is, 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 that your, is that your next book? <laughs> Dude, I, you know, I would love to write a book uh, a book around the post-COVID renaissance. I don't know if it'll sell though. We need it. <laughs> We need it because speaking of the media, man, they're making it seem like it's yeah, it's, it's all bad. Yeah, whereas there's there's always some silver linings, and I think there's always silver linings, brother. You'd be right, you'd be the person to to write it. Yeah, yeah, no, it, I think we're definitely to your point. We're moving towards the post COVID renaissance, where you know we'll see people like you creating literally mm-hmm. and creating remotely, creating in teams, and really kind of really kind of putting their inter- interpretation and creativity to the world. And I think I love this post that was circulating around the web around the best companies are built around times like this, right? Times where mm. there's a lot of pressure and it's forced, it forces you to be creative. It forces you to think about what's next. So mm. shout out to John. Aren't you guys just loving John? He's an amazing guest. By the way, I've shared links to the Time Off book in the comments so you all can check it out. John, I want to ask you, man, where can people continue to follow your movement and all of the amazing things that you're building and doing, Matt? So you'll probably you'll probably see my avatar in the comment section of every uh, LinkedIn post from Tim. So if, you're, <laughs> <laughs> so if you're if you're following Tim, you'll see me commenting in there. But no, uh, my name is John Fitch. Uh, LinkedIn is is where I'm at more these days. I find that there's a healthier environment for conversation there. Yeah. And I've been enjoying collaborating with other leaders there. I'm in the middle of my next book. And I, to our points earlier, I try to share my works in progress. So if, if you connect with me on LinkedIn, I, I promise that if you post things that you're shipping, I'm going to comment <laughs> on it and give you uh, some co-creation feedback. And I, I hope that you'll return the same favor when I'm sharing uh, some of the things I'm working on next, uh, how it how it could be better, how it could be more conscious, how it could be more creative. So I'd say LinkedIn is is where you you, you can find me uh, being the most active. And again, I'll be I'll be like just almost on every post Tim makes. So <laughs> appreciate you, 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 brother. <laughs> well, thank you for the amazing content. Really, you're you're consistent, and that's very inspiring. And thank you for 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 hosting and being a good guide. Ah, thanks, man. Thanks, man. That's why we're building what we're building. That's why we're building art movement with amazing creators like you, Matt. And hey, please, please don't ever lose that smile. Like I, <laughs> my face, my face hurts, dude. My face hurts because your smile just makes me smile. I don't have an option. Oh, dude. Thanks, man. Thanks. We definitely need to have you on for a future episode, brother. What we got another book coming out, so maybe when that one's out. Wow, that's gonna be huge. What's it gonna be called? That's a, so you heard it here first on the guide mm-hmm. app, guide live B2B jam session, John yeah. Fitch and team, or is it just gonna be you this time? Uh it's 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 myself and a and a colleague. Um and, and the, the working title at the moment is called uh the non-obvious guide to magical meetings. Wow. Um, and so it's all about the art of facilitating powerful meetings, which I think 
if we're going to really embrace a more inclusive culture and mindset, uh, it really comes down to being a facilitator of conversations. And it, there's an art to it. It's not just creating. Hey, can you hear me? I can hear you. I can hear you. Can you hear me? He's back. <laughs> he's back. <laughs> hey, y'all. Y'all, Tim went to the future and he's back. What's going on in the future? Hear me right. I can hear you great. Technical difficulties all the time. Not nah, come on, be be honest with us, Tim. You 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 went you went way into the future, and now you just came back real quick. Oh, so. Lord. <laughs> this is what happens when your computer burns out and you're working too hard. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Your 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 computer needs time off. So I cannot hear you. Hold on, let me leave the studio. I'm going to come back right. Now. All right, sweet. Looks like I'm now the host of the show. <laughs> Thanks to all of you who are, are watching, seeing these comments come through. It's so cool. And other podcast interviews. Are we good? Yeah, I'm, I'm, we're good, man. So this is what happens when you're, <laughs> when, you're, when you're working too hard and your computer burns out. It's but, what happens when you don't give your computer time off. Right? <laughs> exactly, exactly, bro. But no, thank you so much for, for coming on the show, brother. And we definitely need to have you on as you do this next book, because that's going to be a huge book. And we definitely need to promote it with you. With that said, John, you know, we can, I've shared the timeoff.com website. So definitely make sure you follow John's website. What's your powerful takeaway for our guy community today, brother? Mm. Um, there's a book that I would recommend getting in addition to time off, which is by Bronnie Ware. the title of that book is called the five regrets of the dying. Mm. And I'll just summarize by saying uh, regret. Number two of the five is I wish I wouldn't have worked so hard wow. because uh, rarely do people remember you by your resume and your accolades and your to do list count. It's, it's your relationships, your conversations, those, those special moments where time slows down. So um, that's literally thousands of people's deathbeds worth of knowledge uh, together. So that's a good metric. <laughs> yeah. Remember, remember, you not only need time off, you deserve it. Man, that's powerful. John, appreciate you, brother. Talk to you soon. Appreciate man. you. Thank you, brother. Much love. Me too. <laughs> wow. Isn't that amazing? So shout out to John Fitch for coming on the show. If you love John, please make sure to follow his work. In addition, if you are interested in learning more about what we're building with Guide and being a part of our movement, check out guideapp.co. We have launched our beta and we're actually gradually opening it up to amazing creators to be a part of our Guide creator community. So check out guideapp.co and let us know what you think and be a part of our movement. With that said, I'm going to be joining you all tomorrow with another special guest who you all should be really excited about. I'll announce them tomorrow. If you have thoughts on future guests that you think should be on a future episode of Guide Live, please reach out. Let us know, and we'll definitely consider them for a future episode. With that said, tune in tomorrow. Talk to you soon, y'all. Peace, love, and abundance. Sweet. <laughs>